Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Rocker Scarcello, producing the operation. What's up, Rock? My guy, how are you doing, Mr. Binkley? Got a lot of fun tonight, man. We talked a lot of baseball last night, obviously, with the All-Star game going on. But it's football night. Every night's football night with you. Borrow a phrase from NBC, football night in America, right? Every night with Mr. Binkley. Come on, A lot of football, a lot of football. We'll talk a little bit about baseball. I don't know if you heard uh, these interviews. The mystery guests will see that. Uh, Johnny Gomes. No, I have not. I'm excited. Epic stuff. These mystery royals they're having on every day. Absolutely Loved it. Well, well, so I'll do break away from football here for just a minute. But Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, joins us at 7. Jordy Nelson, 630. K-State legend, former walk-on. He's going to walk on. Defensive back. Bill Snyder moved him to the wide receiver. Redshirt at 03, 04. Didn't really put up any stats. Bill Snyder leaves 05. Ron Prince comes in. Jordy ends up with 122 catches last year at Kansas State. Second-round pick of the Packers. Former All-American, former All-Pro, former Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, comeback player of the year, you name it, Jordy Nelson, and he led the touchdown or the NFL in touchdowns one year receiving, and one year he was number two. So whose quarterback was Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers in the news a little bit today. So we'll get to what his gut feeling is. We heard what Peyton Manning's gut feeling was. Said he thinks he'll go back to Green Bay. Well, what does his right-hand man, Jordy Nelson, think that he'll go do. We'll get to that uh, later on in the show as well as we talk football, 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 except when we break away and talk Johnny Gomes for just a minute. Our phone number is always 913-576-7610. Jay Southland Toast Service text line 913-576-7610. I do want to start, though, with baseball. I know I have a lot of football for the next three hours, but this was interesting to me. I do like to see the ratings because it shows me kind of what you all are interested in. I mean, you can say what you're interested in. We can see Twitter. We can do, you can talk at the water cooler to somebody you work with, or, you know, you can talk to your wife, girlfriend, whoever, your buddies. Hey, what are you watching? What are you watching? And you gauge your consensus. But when TV ratings come out, it kind of shows you where televisions were in this city. Am I not right there, Rocket? Oh, of course. Absolutely. And what were people watching last night? Hopefully they listen to us a little bit because or two nights ago. Home run derby is two nights ago. You can watch something and listen to us at the same time. I'm sure that's what was happening, honestly. All-Star game was Tuesday. Home run derby was Monday. Yeah, and quite, I don't know. The results are are not surprising. Home run derby, to me, is the number one event at an All-Star game. Yeah. For football, for baseball. For the NBA, it's past the slam dunk because you have the actual like stars of the game competing in it. Sure. Not always been that way, but it is that way recently. 
I'll take that back though, because I do watch like watching hockey skill contests. I don't know if you ever watched that before it's the Ulster really game. Fun. Yeah. Fastest skater, hardest slap shot. That's fun. The hardest slap shot is fun. I'd put it right up there. It's still home run derby's better. But that hardest slap shot in the NHL, now that's a lot of fun. Who can hit the puck the fastest? Then the skills in between uh, where they skate in between the cones and everything that's fun or skate around the rink. Who's the fastest skater? I, I mean, I do cool. feel like there should be a brawl involved. I, they are a little bit behind still on the times. Best fighter? But yeah. I knew why like why literally would you not? It's like the home run derby for for the NHL. Am I wrong? But you agree with me. And then all the stars weren't in it. Like Guerrero wasn't in it, was in it a couple years ago, but he's been in it. Tatis. Right. You know, you'd like to see him. But you know, you had Sal Perez, you had Pete Alonzo, you had, you had, you had, you had Otani. I mean, the stars of the game they did, were still there. did compete. The eight that were in it were fun to watch. They're good yeah. stories. Trey Mancini had a great story. Coming back from cancer and everything else, that was a great story that he had. Viewership for the T-Mobile Home Run Derby was up 13% from 2019. They didn't do it, of course, in 2019 is when Alonzo won it as well. And up 19% from 2018. It's almost a 20% climb in just a couple of years. And I don't know if people were starved for it, if they missed it, if they missed it last year because of the pandemic. Maybe they tuned in because it's in Colorado. There's you probably know, probably a better way to do streaming or something to monetize that at some point. I, don't, I think Otani being in it had a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think Otani, the curiosity with what kind of shots he was going to put up. The guy was starting pitcher in the All-Star game. He's in the home run derby, leading off. He was doing everything. But he's the star of the game. You wanted to see what he could do. Sal Perez, obviously, here in Kansas City, we were interested to see what Sal could do. I mean, you watch his BP, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. What could he do in this competition? He Very respectable, 28. And, of course, we know these viewers that were watching this, and I don't know if they tallied in ESPN2 with it since they had it on two channels, ESPN and ESPN2. ESPN2, though, was a different program. Different announcers. It was more of a stat cast variety. And, by the way, they did not slight Salvador Perez like ESPN did Correct. with the Pete Alonso interview. A guy that wasn't even an all-star game. A guy that can't touch Salvador Perez's accomplishments. They do an interview with him. When Sal Perez. But looking back on it, that was actually a huge mistake for them. I'll tell you why. Here are the top five local market ratings for the 2001 T-Mobile Home Run Derby. Number five, Hartford, Connecticut, for some reason. I have no idea why. So random. Is somebody from there? I mean, they once had the Whalers and the NHL gone. (laughs) Number four, San Diego. Now, that would probably be higher if Tatis was in it. Sure. But San Diego's loving their baseball right now. Might as well. Number three, Cincinnati. The Natty chiming in. Interesting. Without uh, There wasn't a red in the competition that I can remember. And that's a home run derby. I actually went to the All-Star game in 15 in Cincinnati. It's when Frazier won it. He was the hometown guy, you know, yeah, playing was, with the Reds. That and, was fun. And hitting home runs. That was fun. Number two was Denver. I expected to see this. If this All-Star game was anywhere else, I don't think Denver would show up in the, in the top five. Wouldn't be not, not with those Rockies, but no, sir. It was a home market. They had the game there. They're interested in it. Sure. I, I don't see Denver being in this if this All-Star game is anywhere else. No. No, sir. But number one, and keep in mind, number two, Denver's ratings were 7.8. Kansas City was number one, 8.2. Kansas City was the top market, local market for the home run derby. Obviously, seeing Sal Perez bump that up. But it beat the host city. Kansas City beat the host city of the All-Star game. What you don't see is Los Angeles, Shohei Otani. New York, Pete Alonzo. Don't see it. So you don't see New York. You don't see L.A. But there's Kansas City, number one. Um, then they did the draft this weekend. That was a success. The most watched draft ever. Uh, the first round generated 781,000 viewers. Up 77% That's a big from jump. 2020 a when they only had five rounds. So this is the first time ESPN has had it. The MLB draft drew over a million viewers across ESPN and MLB Network. So you add in a couple hundred thousand from MLB Network. To me, they actually had a better product than ESPN. Cut it down on ESPN after the way they did sell press. But I didn't see right. it. I saw the reaction, but I had to go back and watch it. I recorded both. I was watching the one on ESPN, too. But I recorded that one, and then I recorded the one on ESPN because I wanted to go back. I'm glad I did because I wait go back and watch Sal Perez 
and see, oh, yeah. you know, the Pete Alonzo interview, which is what it was, <laughs> yeah. and see what people were talking about because I was watching the StatCast version because I enjoy that type of stuff. Do you think that Kansas Cityans, should we take this as a compliment that they slided Kansas City during Salvador Perez's at bat? I mean, you shouldn't. But I think like, it looks bad it, when you go back and look at the ratings and say Kansas City was number one. Do you think they just assumed that Kansas City was going to be watching because we are crazy about sports here in Kansas City? They should have because Kansas mean, City's always in the top five for the Super Bowl. Whether they're not, the Olympics always rate high in Kansas City. Kansas City loves sports. They love to watch sports on TV. That's this what they don't city care about loves us. sports. They don't have to worry about us. We're, we're just going to do it. We're going to watch it next year, too, if Salvador is in it, even though we just got, even though Kansas City got slided like this. We'll still be watching it next year. They don't have to worry about us. They'll probably be talking to uh, Chris Bryant or, or, or Kyle Schwarber next year when Salvador Perez is swinging. But looking back on it, I mean, they get these numbers. You know, we didn't really talk about it. We said he had 27 home runs at the end. He ended up with 28. I mean, they didn't We did care. this stupid Pete Alonzo interview during it, the polar bear. No. He's not even in the All-Star game. And he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. But Kansas City still watched. That's course. why they're pissed, ESPN. Of course. And it's why ESPN doesn't care because we're just going to keep watching because Kansas City loves, loves sports. It's gross. There ought to be two cities that really have some angst with that network. Milwaukee, number one, because they crushed them on first take. Molly Kiram and Stephen A. Max Kellerman, <laughs> not really. It was more the other two. Uh, I give Stephen A. credit, though. He did go on a Milwaukee radio station right after that. The next day, but they were acting like prima donnas about going to Milwaukee and how it's not fun and all this. Milwaukee's fine, but Kansas City. I wonder if they look at these numbers and look back at it and say, "Man, we kind of slided them. We kind of slided them." And I know the All Star Game. They decided to do the live interview with Freddie Freeman, Sal Perez first at bat. Although it was, the mic'd up part's cool, but it's just funny that they chose to do it with Sal. But it was Fox Sports. But I do give them credit because they did give Mike Swanson the vice president of PR for the Royals, some love. They showed some Swanee picks up there. They talked about Swanee. So that was that was cool. But I wonder if they look back at these and say, man, Kansas City is the only town with an eight share. So did and my- yet we slighted their guy by doing an interview of a New York player who, by the way, the last time Kansas City played the Mets in the World Series, they beat them. Um, and Pete Alonzo is not a World Series MVP. Sal Perez is. But we chose to to do the interview with him. I mean, I really did, don't get too worked up because I understand this. I heard Dusty talk about this too because he he understands. I understand that Kansas City is going to get slighted. But when yeah. you see these numbers, like if you're an executive and you see these numbers come across your desk, do you go back and look and say, "All right, did we do him justice?" No, you didn't. I just don't. I just don't think they care. That's the problem to me is that I don't think ESPN cares about it. Like they just know we're going to keep watching. No, because I mean, they, they know they, they slighted they us. Should. I think they probably did it on purpose. It's like the NFL drafts coming here in 2023, right? They, they, the NFL understands that Kansas City is huge to the National Football League. They're huge oh, yeah. in ratings. They're huge for the product. They're huge for the National Football League. Now, Clark Hunt is on the international committee. Obviously, the, the Chiefs you know, took one by playing in London. Uh, we're not getting the Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. You know that's not going to happen. So they're moving the draft. And I understand the draft is in some places that will have the, the Super Bowl. Like in Vegas, it'll be in L.A. and – Dallas and all these things, places that'll have the Super Bowl. Kansas City won't. Like Cincinnati won't. Green Bay won't. That's why I have no problem. Like Chicago, when the draft was there, I'm cool with that. Philadelphia when it was there, because you know the Super Bowl's not coming. I, I'm all for moving things around that's not going to get the Super Bowl. Give them the draft. Oh, yeah. Give them, give them the economic boost. Give them the, the NFL gets it, and they understand how valuable the Kansas City market is. They do. Like, it's one of the leagues that does get it. They understand the Kansas City people watch. Right. And I think hopefully owners that see this, whether in the NBA or NHL, and they think, can Kansas City support another team? They do love watching sports. They do watch like watching the Olympics. They do watch even like watching the home run derby. They beat the hometown market. They beat LA. They beat New York. Yes, Kansas City watched the home run derby. This town loves sports. And we know that, yeah, we probably don't, we don't have the people and the reach that, that some of these cities do, but people that are here do care about their homegrown products, even though the Royals 17 games under 500, that was their solace, seeing Salvador Perez in the home run derby. That was their fun. That was their delight. Hell, it was my delight. Oh, yeah. I love to watch it. I like watching the All-Star game. We, we did last night. We're sitting there watching Salvador Perez, Whit Merrifield. We, we barely got the show 
finish before he finished his last at bat. Now it didn't turn out like we wanted for Witten Southwick, but there's Kansas City showing up number one. And I love it. I love, love it. It's kind of fun. It. It's kind of last like hurrah. You know, take that. Yeah. Take that. Until Bobby Witt gets called up. I am impressed with their yeah. I am impressed with their draft numbers. Even though I think a lot of people saw it, got frustrated with the slotting system and realized the guy like Kumar Rocker, you know, who didn't go and sled the 10, that there was a little game going on. A little game to get to 10 because the Mets were basically throwing more than half of their allotted money at one guy. And you know what? All the power to them if they feel like paying the luxury tax. That's one of the the, the big market, um, I, I guess, advantages, obviously, because you see the Dodgers going over the luxury tax every now and mm-hmm. then and the, the Red Sox, too. It's... Unfortunate. Well, the text line, they, they don't get it. Kansas City's second most viewed market, Denver versus No, it's the other way around. Kansas City was number one. Denver was number two. So anyway, I saw that, and I had fun with that. But regardless, it's time to move the football. Something Arrowhead Pride put up about which position you want to watch at training came the first. Like the first, like if you watch one position group, what would it be? And it went right in line with what I'm thinking. I'll talk about that next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. About nine days away from being in St. Joe under the tent with rookies and quarterbacks. If you can't make the St. Joe, we got you covered. I think Cody and Golden are going to be up there just about every day. Fesco and Kling be up there at different times. See that'll be up there making his way around. And Saturday and Sunday, I've got you covered. Hope you got your tickets. Made it out there. Haven't checked the website lately, but uh, you had to go online and get them. If you haven't done so, go get them. See if they expanded it out. They will, but just they, they have 16 practices people can go watch. Think, think the Houston Texans, they have five they're doing just for the season ticket. That's it, five. That's it, five of them. They don't August want people 2nd, seeing August them. 9th. No, they don't. Nobody wants to see that product anyway. No, it's a good idea. Arrowhead Pride, our friend Ron Comp over at arrowheadpride.com, put out a story that says, if you could pick just one, which Chiefs position battle would you watch? They discussed it on the Out of Structure podcast, uh, Matt Stagner and Ron Comp, and Matt picked right guard. And I think Matt's 100% right. Ron picked linebacker. They have a, a poll there. Which position battle would you pick to watch? 665 total votes so far over at arrowheadpride.com. Offensive line, 44% of the people going to be watching that, which you've never seen. 31% linebacker, 9% corner, 16% wide receiver, 1% tight end. That means Noah Gray, not watching you, man. Five votes. But the offensive line garnered 44% of the votes, and I'm 100% with him there, especially right guard. He got specific, Matt Stagner did, from arrowheadpride.com, and I'm with him. Yeah, linebacker's fun to watch, see what Bolton could do. 
Again, I think Nick Bolton could be the next Derek Johnson. See Willie's gaze development in year two. But the offensive line battles are going to be fun to watch because that's something that when Andy Reid gets a training camp, he's not going to care how much money somebody makes. He's not going to care what round said guy was drafted in. Not going to care who's played for this team, who's taken more snaps. He's going to care who's the best. Like, who's the best to protect Patrick Mahomes? And I think it is the most interesting battle on this team. The other positions do matter. Every every position does matter. But the offensive line is clearly, like, focus number one. When Kelsey, when Tyreek Hill, when everybody's talked in the offseason and they talk about that Tampa Bay Buccaneers loss, Obviously, the offensive line comes up for – not the offensive line, just, just getting embarrassed on national TV. But we all know a lot of that was due to the line. Guys playing out of position, left tackle, right tackle, tough tough deal. But I feel that not only have they flipped the positions, which they did, they were very aggressive. Brevich, very aggressive in free agency. Goes out and gets the best guard, Joe Tooney. Tried to get Trent Williams. That bad boy went till the 2.33 in the morning. He decided to stay right where he was in San Francisco – so, again, you were dealing with where the guy already was. But, to be honest with you, Orlando Brown, a hell of a lot younger. Orlando Brown, yeah, he's going to be one that contract. But to me, I know Trent Williams right now, nobody better, but he's 33. Again, Orlando Brown, maybe the Chiefs were interested in the beginning. And maybe Baltimore's playing hardball. you got to think about that. Like, the, Baltimore's not going to trade. Orlando Brown to Kansas City. They need to beat Kansas City. Why would they trade their Lamar Jackson's 0 3 versus Mahomes? Why would they give him a left tackle? That's what Kansas City needs, but they did. Yeah, they the ended fa- up doing it. Kansas City would have been between a rock and a hard place going in the draft, especially this year. Because the tackle situation, I did like some of the tackles that that's the direction they were going, but there was a lot of risk at it. Mm-hmm. A lot of risk going with guys that basically only played within their conference. Because they didn't play the non-conference games this year. Then the bowl games they did, but a lot of guys, unless you were in the playoffs, opted out of the bowl games. This was a tough year, especially with medicals and everything else. And the pro days were being held on campus instead of an Indy, so you saw some inflated numbers. This was a tough year out of all tough years to be drafting in the first round, especially offensive line. And other teams should have realized that, and I think a lot of teams did. There was probably a lot of, you know, Chris Ballard and Indy, it's probably going, what are you, what, what the hell are the Ravens doing? I'm sure Belichick, what the hell, when they saw Orlando Brown coming to Kansas City. But right guard, Kyle Long's obviously hurt, and he was going to be battling for that. Guy made the Pro Bowl as a right tackle, so he has played the tackle position. He's a swing guy for the Chiefs. Left tackle, right guard, doesn't matter. But who's going to be that right guard? You have Wiley that wants to have a say. You got LDT, who opted out last year to help people through the pandemic. But the opt-outs aren't going so well around the NFL because you missed a year. But he has a starter on the Super Bowl team that won. You got him. You get the Austin Blythe. Don't forget about him. If he doesn't win the starting center job and Creed Humphrey takes it, the rookie from Oklahoma, Austin Blythe is a tried-and-true center and a guard in the National Football League. So he's in the equation. Then there's Trey Smith, a guy that simply dominated at Tennessee. The number one recruit in the nation when he was a high school player before he decided to go play at Tennessee. Over his final two years for the Volunteers, he yielded just one sack. Four hits and 12 hurries across 754 pass-blocking snaps. He's fun to watch. The Big Boy Club of Jeff Schwartz. I highly recommend that. You can catch that on YouTube. Or Jeff Schwartz Twitter puts it out. If you want to see the full thing, the full... Go to YouTube and watch it. But he's on the dry erase board, and it's like this guy's going to be a coach at some point. But he's got that switch. And he talked about the joy of pancaking somebody and taking the will from him. Again, I think this offensive line, not only do they have new pieces, they've got a new attitude. I mean, Tooney is your technician guy. He's like that. But Orlando Brown has a touch of nasty about him. Creed Humphrey definitely does. Trey Smith, 100%. Great guy. Nice guy. But again, there is a switch that football players have off the field and on the field. When you're on the field, it's about business. And I think the Chiefs, for the most part, have the switch. Like that Denver snow game a couple years ago, they're having fun, snow angels and all this. But they know when the game starts, it's about business. And that's one thing about the Chiefs. They can have a lot of fun. They're known for having a lot of fun. But they get on the field, they have that killer instinct. They want to cut your heart out. And that's what I appreciate a bit about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Great guys, fun guys, 
but they know when it's business. And Trey Smith seems like that type of guy with me. Light switch guys, that they know when to switch. But there's a touch of nasty. Coleccio Simile, I thought, brought the touch of the nastiness to this line last year. His injury really hurt this team because he brought that attitude, that nastiness, that toughness. And I see that with this offensive line. Like, I'm not ruling out Trey Smith winning that battle. That was my favorite draft pick because of where he went and, of course, the position he went. But he slipped because of medicals. And, again, a guy that could have opted out last year because of the blood clots and everything. He could have, but he didn't. He chose to play, and he played at a very high level. He slipped in the draft, which gives you a chip on your shoulder. Most of these guys do when they slip in the draft. But that position, to me, that right side is going to be extremely interesting. Yeah, I think Niang battling Rimmers will be interesting on the right tackle. The right side of the line does interest me. Hell, the center battle interests me. Could Creed Humphrey take the slot? Austin Blythe was brought in here. Again, very economical. Makes less than a million bucks for starting center in the National Football League. Took over for Brian Hill. He went from guard to center. But again, proven NFL player. And it'll be a nice battle between the two. But yes, offensive line. If you had to give me one position to watch, that's what it would be. What about you, Rocco? I don't know. I mean, the... The line is extremely exciting this year compared to a lot of years. I'm I'm always a skill position guy just because I love fantasy football. I'm really excited to see what steps McCole Hardman takes. He's essentially he's like my favorite chief. I don't know what it is about him, just the speed and and like his ability to do some things younger th- uh, than Tyreek really was as a, a wide receiver at the beginning. Now he hasn't progressed like Tyreek has, obviously. But coming out, McCole looked like he was going to be a stud. I'm really excited to see what steps he takes. I don't think that he is going to show as much of the youthfulness last year, you know what I'm saying, as he did yeah. last year. I, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case, and that would bode extremely well for him on a bunch of fronts. I'll ask this question to the text line for the, the question of the night. Jay Southland and Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. You get one option to watch one grouping play or practice at training camp, offensive line, you go in linebacker, you go in wide receivers. What interests you the most? Maybe just watching Patrick Mahomes throw dimes. I don't know. I'm down. Or who's a backup quarterback? That's always important. Always important, like we were talking about last night. 913, Bank, how can you say anything about the offensive line? They have not played a single game yet. No, they haven't, but Orlando Brown has. You know? And they were good. You've seen Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith in college. You've seen those guys a lot. I like to see what they do in the NFL, but you're right. This is what training camp yields. I'm asking about training camp. Who do you want to see? The only thing we has is who played well and who didn't. You know, from people you heard, you know, maybe from the organization or not, like who who really shined in the OTAs. But again, we don't know anything until they play a game. I get that. That's what preseason's for. Didn't have preseason last year. Didn't have rookie minicamp. Didn't have OTAs. Didn't have any of that stuff. You have it this year. D-backs for sure from this one. Jordy Nelson, former K-State great, walk-on, defensive back, turned wide receiver, 122 catches his last year at K-State becoming – a Green Bay Packer, great. Super Bowl champion as well. Someone here said, uh, he said, by the way, Jordy Nelson was his teammate at K-State. He played linebacker and lined up over him as a freshman. Got smoked for a touchdown. So, yeah, he welcomed me to D1 football like a good teammate. That's Jordy water, Nelson. young man. <laughs> Jordy Nelson, who's 6'3", 217. He goes to some places. They might have made him a tight end. Put 30 <laughs> pounds on him and make him. He had that size, but a dynamic wide receiver and really – Aaron Rodgers, number one guy, led the NFL in touchdowns one year receiving, finished second another year. Jordy Nelson was the man for Aaron Rodgers, doing a nice little softball clinic up at K-State, and we'll talk Aaron Rodgers, and we'll talk name, image, and likeness with Jordy Nelson next. Bing at night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Real pleasure to be joined by a guy I had a lot of respect with playing college football, walking on, going to be a defensive back, moved to wide receiver, and really creating himself to be a second-round pick, a Super Bowl champion, led the NFL in receiving touchdowns one year, came uh, in second place uh, one year back in 2014. But the great Jordy Nelson was an All-American back on that team with Tim Tebow, 2007. How you doing, Jordy? I'm doing great. How you doing? Hey, good, good. Things going well for you? You enjoying retirement? Yes, absolutely. It's been uh, about full, about two full years now that we've been back home, uh, just north of Manhattan, um, and it's, it's been a blessing to be able to come back home, retire, and kind of be back around family again. Um, it's something I think was always in the plan for my wife and I as we both grew up here north of Manhattan, and um, just want to kind of be back home around family, be back on the farm, and out in rural America. I love it, man. I love it. You're coming back, and you played for Bill Snyder and Ron Prince, of course. But, uh, you know, I was taking my daughter to Kansas State. Uh, when we first when we was first dropping off their stuff, we're on the Bill Snyder Highway, right? And I said, there's a reason why it's called this. And you, you'll hear a lot of the word Bill Snyder's. I'm driving you down this highway. But uh, here you are coming back to Kansas State. But, but obviously, when you look back, Bill Snyder's career, um, he, he transferred you. I think he was the guy that moved you from defensive back to wide receiver. Yes, yep, so, um, yeah, I walked on as a safety. Um, obviously, give a lot of credit to John McGraw, who went to Riley County before I did, and then um, he walked on as well, and he walked on as a receiver and got switched to safety, so they thought I was going to be just like him, um, and I've been openly about it, admitting that our two mindsets are completely different. I prefer to run contact instead of running through it, so they thought I was going to be the safety like John, and instead I went to receiver like he started out with, and, uh I guess, as they say, the rest is history. Well, it's a good thing, Jordy, they didn't look at you and put 30 pounds on you and say you're a tight end. Yes, absolutely. Definitely glad for that. So that would have been a different as well. They could have done it, but obviously Jordy Nilsson uh, still highly involved in Kansas State. We talked to Gene Taylor last week. He brought your name up when, when he was talking name, image, and likeness. But I want to talk about what you're doing, uh, the Wildcats home opener against Southern Illinois, September 11th, the Jordy Nilsson Legends Classic softball game. Uh, featuring several K-State legends, Kevin Lockett, David Allen, Michael Bishop, John McGraw, Jamie Melendez, Martin Gramatica, Kendra Walker, um, or Wecker, excuse me, not Wecker. Full uh, rosters uh, featuring different Wildcats from numerous sports. Be announced later this summer. Proceeds go to the Nelson Family Community Foundation and also to the K-State Football Scholarship, reserved for a walk-on. I like that word, uh, Jordy. The scholarship mm-hmm. reserved for a walk-on. That, that's pretty cool. Yes, um, my wife and I, as we were progressing through our NFL career, thinking of ways to give back and kind of obviously our connection to this community and the support that we got. And then um, through our history of walking on, and not just mine, but all the guys before me that walked on and kind of paved the way and showed, especially the local kids in Kansas, that, um, you know, you can take a chance, you can take a shot at being a part of a great program and of what Coach Snyder established and. He kind of had, I mean, he was known for kind of, to me, he was kind of known for the junior college kids that came in and made a difference. And then the Kansas kids that decided to walk on and wanted to be a part of something great and then made their way um, on the team and into playing time and then earning a scholarship and then going on from there. So it's something that we feel connected with. So um, like you said, the, the money that we raise will go to our foundation and then to other local organizations in Manhattan. Um, that we can support, and then some money to the Hearn Fund. And we will recognize a kid that got put on scholarship either this last spring or this coming fall and just kind of continue that tradition and let Kansas kids know that, you know, there's an opportunity. Even though 
a lot of us small town kids get overlooked and just because we're playing what people think is lesser competition that we don't get the same opportunity and the same looks that uh, sometimes you have to go a different route and walk on and kind of earn your way and uh, there's nothing wrong with that honestly when you do get that scholarship it, it means that much more to you well you're the perfect example for what walking on will do walk on's huge part of any football program so you know defensive back to 122 catches for over 1600 yards uh, your last year at Kansas State, parlaying that into a second-round draft pick, and, of course, being a Super Bowl champion, a Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, all that started from walking on. Gates open at 10 a.m. on the uh, September 12th. That's uh, Jordy Nelson's uh, Legends Classic, followed uh, by a sponsor game at 11, home run derby at noon, first pitch for the seven-inning Jordy Nelson Legends Classic softball game at 1 o'clock. Tickets for this go online at K-State Sports. Dot com or calling K-State's Athletic Ticket Office, 800-221-CATS. That's 800-221-CATS. Again, um, this is held in conjunction with the Wildcats' home opener against uh, Southern Illinois. I'll tell you what, Jordy, we got a chance to meet Coach Kleiman uh, as he made his way through Kansas City, and he stopped by here uh, to talk football with us. I've always been impressed with him back at North Dakota State. I know the high school football coaches around here really respect the type of guy uh, that he is, he always because rec- he recruited the Kansas City kids when he's in North Dakota State. I mean, they respect mm-hmm. the guy that you know will stop it and visit him, the guy that'll come in and talk to him. These coaches love that stuff, and he he's done it. He's been very visible, not just the K State, but before he got to Kansas State. So he kind of already built that relationship because uh, you and I both know you got to keep some local kids in, whether that's Kansas or Missouri. The rest you got to keep the area kids around your school. Absolutely. I think that's something that um, K-State's always taken pride in or did when Coach Snyder was here, and then you see it now with Coach Kleiman that you got to win your state. Um, there's a lot of things that, obviously, there's still plenty of athletes in the Kansas City and Kansas area and right across the border to Missouri and that can come play at the Division One level, but at the same time, there's kids that have a little bit more pride in their school when they're, when they're a local kid. I mean, not saying that kids from Texas and Florida don't come to K-State and buy in and become purple and you know, become a wildcat and, you know, love Kansas State. But when you're from this state or from this region and you're, you know, kind of grew up a K-State fan and have that attachment, you just have a little bit of extra pride. You put a little bit more effort into it. You have a little bit more energy. You just have a little bit more pride about what's going on with the program. And, you know, if it's when you're playing KU or playing any school, you, you dig a little bit deeper and there's a little bit more in there because you just you care that much more. Um, I mean, that's how it was, at least for me, when, you know, you grew up sitting in the stands and watching – the guys and a lot of the guys are going to be coming back for this uh, softball game and grow up watching them and then getting the opportunity to run out on that field. There's just a little bit more to it. And, um, I think you can tell when when you got when you're winning your state and recruiting and the region recruiting um, compared to just bringing in a bunch of random guys that are talented but just don't have that extra the passion for it. I guess. Are you good at softball, Jordy? Is this your sport uh, now that you're retired? Uh, I love slow pitch softball. I played it. Um, probably back when I was still in high school, playing in some small town tournaments like in Randolph on the Fourth of July weekends and stuff. When I was at K State, I play summer league softball in Manhattan. And now that we're back, we play in about a handful of small town fair tournaments or fall festival tournaments. And um, I grew up watching my parents play it. And um, when we got old enough, um, my brother and I, and my sister, now play it, and our wives, uh, my wife and my brother's wife, play it. And, you know, we kind of just have a group of people that we love hanging around and love playing softball, and it kind of allows you to still have that com- competitive spirit and competitive fire. So we do it about four or five weekends, and um, it's, it's a blast. We love doing it, and it's a fun game. And I did one of these softball games in Green Bay for about four or five years and with the Packers, and it's, it's just an, it's entertaining and it's a show. Well, especially, I think, this year with um, us being able to have it in Bill Snyder Family Stadium, um, and bring in like a portable fence and have it and be able to hit home runs into the crowd on the side and kind of just put on a show. And I think with the guys that we have coming back and some other guys, um, Darnell McDonald, uh, Josh Scobie, Chris Canny, or some other guys that I've wow. talked to are kind of in right now. Um, and talking to them, they haven't been back um, recently or if at all since they left, and they're excited to come back Um and see Manhattan, see the new facility, and see, you know, the program play, and then just kind of be around the fans again um, and have that experience and put on a good show. So hopefully we can get some people to buy some tickets. 
Um, by having it in the football stadium, we tried to make it as cheap as possible. I think you can get in for $5, $8, something, you know, yeah. very reasonable because we want all families, all kids, all parents to be able to make it, get as many people in there as, as possible and have a good time. Well, that's cool. It's there. By the way, the tickets can be purchased online, kstatesports.com, or call, calling K-State Athletics, 800-221-CATS. It's a fun event, Jordy, and you, you talk about the stadium. They've sure done a lot of improvements, whether it's to the locker room, you name it, uh, for the recruiting game. Since you've been at Kansas State, that thing's impressive now, what they've been able to do, and they're still doing stuff. Absolutely. Obviously, that shows the support that K-State has from all over not only just the state, but this country and the people that have passion for K-State and what they're trying to do and understanding what um, how you, what you got to do to be able to compete in the recruiting game. So um, I think it's amazing the money they've raised and the, and the money that people have donated back. They've done with the facilities. It's top-notch for sure. Um, some of the former players are definitely kind of jealous of what they got, but um, they just got to make sure they maximize their opportunity of what they have and understand it's there to to maximize their talents and um, winning football. And that's how it was, honestly, when I was in Green Bay. It was, they always talked about like They pour the money back into the facility, into the organization, because we're here to win games. And that's, that's the same thing at K-State is to be able to produce uh, great athletes, develop great, great athletes, uh, both mentally and physically, and then go out on Sundays and win games, or on Saturdays and win games. Talk to the Packer and K-State great Jordy Nelson. Jordy, I did want to ask you about this because Gene Taylor, uh, athletic director, K-State, brought your name up. The name, image, and likeness, obviously much different than when you were there. Uh, guys can get paid now. Uh, you know, Gene was talking about it. I said, this is just another challenge. You had to deal with the pandemic. Now you got name, image, and likeness. I said, it's all great until, you know, you break your contract or you hit the transfer portal and all of a sudden the business wants their money back or the IRS is looking into how much money you made. I mean, there are pitfalls on this, but Gene was saying you actually, you know, talk to the players about maybe some of the pitfalls and saving your money. Yeah, I plan on going in there. I offered that to K-State to be able to go in there and talk to them. Um, obviously, it is something new. It's something you learn to deal with when you get to the NFL and are able to make money off the field. Um, and just the different, like you said, the, the positives and negatives. There's positives and negatives to everything in life, and it, and there'll be an adjustment period. It'll force these uh, kids to grow up a little bit faster and understand what they have and the opportunity they have. And, and as adults, you all know, if you go home with a $5,000 check, you don't actually get $5,000. <laughs> you, you lose a lot of it. It disappears, and it goes to the highways and the schools and the cities and the, the government, and all of a sudden you walk up. Especially when you get to the NFL, it's like, you go home with a check, and you or you think you have a certain amount, and you look at the check, and it's like, where'd half my money go? Um, it, it disappears fast, and you haven't had an opportunity to spend any of it. So that, that will be something that um, these kids will need to be um, alert of and understand that at the end of the year, especially with off-the-field money, you get the whole lump sum. It's not probably going to be like your and your parents, you know, daily job to where kind of some of those taxes are taken out beforehand, and you don't get all, you don't get all of it. They're going to get the whole thing, and then at the end of the year, obviously we all know what comes in around March and April the following year that the government wants their check. Yes, so, they do. Um, it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting. They'll have to definitely be brought up to speed on that and um, understand the whole, the whole game of things because it, it can get in trouble real fast. Obviously, there's grown adults that play professional sports that don't know how to handle it, so let alone 18- to 21-year-olds. And um, it's something they'll have to be alert for and, um, you know, it's just part of growing up and um, be there to be prepared for it. Well, it's good that you're there there because, you know, I look at things as the pitfalls. You know, Miami, uh, there's some gym going to give kids 500 a month. That's the stuff that gets the IRS attention. And, you know, you may save your money if you enter transfer portal or team's going to come back. I don't know. It could be I asked Gene about that. And I said, this thing, you're gonna obviously going to have to have people watch it out. I mean, they're going to expand the athletic department. It gives them something else to do, Jordy. Not only do they have to deal with the pandemic, and scheduling football games or playing games light like K-State did last year. But now, a whole new challenge for them. I can't imagine being an athletic director the last two years. Very interesting. Yes, absolutely. And let me know that, but if you look at Coach Kleiman um, and what he's had to do as a head coach, of obviously when he gets, gets hired, he's got a short off season to get into it, gets a, has a great first season and gets everything established, and then it all shuts down on him and, 
can't recruit the way, obviously, these guys recruit, and we can see the difference once they're able to get recruits on campus and see them in person. The commitments have skyrocketed, and then, like you said, so they went from a short season as a new coach to COVID to now name, image, and likeness. Like, he's got to have a regular offseason, a normal offseason, where he can yeah. just sit back and be a coach and focus on football. So um, but you just got to be able to adjust. Um, players have got to take responsibility and, um, you know, make sure everyone – my biggest speech will be to keep the main thing the main thing. We're all here to play football and win games. If you're able to make some money on the side, that's great. But at the same time, if you don't perform on the field or on the court or whatever sport you're doing, there won't be a single company out there that's going to want to give you money because you are not um, very marketable if you're not being productive on the field. So it kind of kind of can be a motivator as well, um, but also can be a distraction. So they're just going to have to you know, adjust to it and learn to deal with it. Well said. But the Jordy Nelson Legends Classic, Saturday, September 12th, inside Bill Snyder Family Stadium, as Jordy was saying, it's right there at the uh, football field. It's going to be a lot of fun. Held in conjunction with the Wildcats Hope opener against Southern Illinois, former K-State greats. Uh, Michael Bishop will be there as well. Gates open at 10. A sponsor game, then a home run derby at noon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets at kstatesports.com. i got to ask you one last thing, Jordy, and I hate to do this to you, but uh, – I don't know if you've been you've been catching this Aaron Rodgers stuff, but it makes me cringe every time somebody asks him because you're not going to get an answer. You're not. But I thought, yeah. But I thought Peyton Manning had the best answer. MLB Network actually got the best answer. He says, "I don't know what he's thinking. Here's my gut feeling. My gut feeling is, you know, he doesn't go anywhere else. So I won't ask you where he's going because you probably don't know. Only Aaron Rodgers probably knows. What's your gut tell you he ends up? Uh, my gut would be he's back in Green Bay, but like you said, no one knows but him. I've had all sorts of opportunities to go on shows, and I've turned them down because sure. it, I'm going to give you the same answer everyone else has. Everyone okay. has their opinion, but at the end of the day, you have no idea. Um, obviously, there's multiple sides to every story, and um, you can look at every possible scenario, and people on TV and radio are loving it because it gives them free media topics. And people, for some reason, continue to eat it up. But, um, yeah, until he's somewhere else, to me, he's going to be back in Green Bay. So, um, and that's that's the way I see it, and that's the way it'll be until obviously there's breaking news on ESPN. Well, the funny thing, there'll be breaking news <laughs> when he shows up. So that's right, that's right. I, I see it. I cringe whenever people ask him because they know what answer they're going to get. So I'm at the golf tournament at the American Century. It's like he's going to give you that. He knows what he's doing. He's not going to let you know. He's going to sit and think about it. But I just I saw Peyton Manning answer it that way, and I liked that he gave his gut feeling. So just everybody's got their own opinion on what they do, and obviously here in Kansas City they care because if he goes to Denver. It, affects the Chiefs, so you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think he's going to go back to Green Bay, too. He, he did very well in Jeopardy, too, by the way. Good host. I, yeah, I was unable to watch. We were on vacation when that came on, and we've got to sit down. I mean, it's a crazy, busy summer and watch it, so um, that's what I heard, but, you know, he's, yeah. he's competitive. He's going to play football for, if you ask me, um, and obviously, I assume he'll be with Green Bay and decide and tell somewhere else, so, um, but he's too competitive. He's got goals set in mind yet to, to achieve, and that's what he'll be after. Yeah, and the one thing I liked about it when he was on Jeopardy, the producers talked about, they said, you know, some guys come in and host, they just go do it. But he took notes. Like, he came in, like, just like you'd expect a quarterback to do. He came in with notes. He watched film. He always watched the show. But he was like a natural host because he learned how to throw at the break, how to come back, how to make jokes, whatever. But he had a notebook. It's like, did you expect anything else? <laughs> This is the way these guys operate, mm-hmm. man, at high levels. That's what they do. But Jordy Nelson, uh, we'll be keeping an eye. I'll mention this uh, softball game uh, various times because I think it's a cool thing, what you're doing with not only your foundation, but helping a walk-on at Kansas State for football. Much appreciate your time, my friend. Well, thanks for having, on, having me on. Hopefully everyone can get out there, get some tickets, uh, see how many people we can get in the in the football stadium for a softball game. And, and honestly, see a lot of guys, uh, a lot of former players that um, – that are going to be coming back. So I think it'll be great for the young kids now, but also the adults and the older people that, you know, want to say, like I said, grew up watching these guys or went to these games. When, like you said, when Bishop and Lockett and David Allen, and yeah. Mendez, um, all those guys, even Lynn Dickey's in it to come back. So oh, um, we're, nice. we're continuing to get all different eras, all different people turn into a big reunion of, of like we said, the legends of K-State, and uh, we'll see what happens. Great stuff. Thanks, Jordy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Jordy Nelson, Kansas legend, living back in Kansas on a farm.
Still taking care of K-State, doing what he can. Scholarship for walk-on player. Good stuff from Jordy Nilsson. That softball thing at the football field will be cool. We'll take a timeout. we got Pete Sweeney coming up in just a little bit, but taking a timeout right now. Be back with uh, talking to Kelsey or Kels. What is it? we talk about that next. Baby at night. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Binkley, Rocco's Carcello, producing the operation. All right, there's been a little controversy on Kelsey's name. Is it Kelsey or Kels, right? Because yeah. don't forget, he was on Barstool like last December. And he was on Bustin' with the Boys podcast and said, My real name is Kels, so I mean, I just kind of roll with the punches. It's, it's, I got Kelsey and then Kels. My real name is Kels, so I mean, I just kind of roll with the punches. And I think he's joking around. His show on TV was catching Kelsey, not catching Kels. You know, the guys like Hill and Mahomes on Twitter said, You're confusing me. Reed's called him that before. I thought it was just a nickname. I still think Kelsey's messing around. But one guy that should know the answer is Pete Sweeney, editor in chief, arrowheadpride.com. has got a nice story. Kelsey or Kels, Pete Sweeney, and I'll get to the bottom of it right after this. Bing at night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 